0: morning, hope all of you are doing well. We're learning Maseches Mubila, Dath Hei and Dath Vav And then in your session Sunday morning, we'll learn um, a blot and a half of Vav Bez in Zion. Uh, a lot of ground to cover over there. A lot of this is aqarata and moves quickly. Bottom line of Hei Aleph is where we're going to be starting from. Let's get started. The Gemara says, Amar Revi Revi on Nota Revi actually planted a sapling on Burm. Top of Hama base. The And he washed himself in the marketplace in some bathhouse in the marketplace. Wow, on a fast day proper. Rashi here indicates that he wanted to basically show that this day should not have been kept. Not only that, it would be or Tisha of Lohodulo. He wanted to uproot Tishab as we know it, and they would not agree to it. What's going on here? Amr Lafano, after the story was told, Rabbi Ababar Zapta said. You got the story wrong, that's not correct. Revi lo so said this is not what happened. That year Tishabav had fallen out on a Shabbos, and they pushed it off until after Shabbos. It was a nidcheh, so the fast for Tishabav B'av had fallen out on a Sunday. had said, "Once the fast has been pushed off from the ninth, we should push it off. In other words, there, there should be no case of a nidcheh for Tishah Just skip it." it falls out on Shabbos that year, then it falls out on Shabbos that year and there's no fast at all. The Chachamim would not agree to him. Uh, the person who started this story, which was Rebbe Lazar uh, in the name of Rebbe said, thank you so much for qualifying the story that I thought I had. I was wrong. You qualified it. Better to have two than to have one. You, who are the second person to tell me a story, you heard my story and you corrected me. I'm appreciative. You made sure that my story was uh, was corrected. So thank you very much for that. Says the Gemara, the Rebbe uh, how is it that he was allowed to plant something on Purim? That's not so simple. Gautanya Ravyosev Rav Yosef says that when the Pasuk and the Megillah says, Simcha Mishtha Yom Tov, how do we understand each of these three phrases from the Pasuk and the, in the Megillah? Simcha refers to Malamicha Asur and Behespid, the Dalit, no one is allowed to do Espaden. Uh, Mishtha, the Passock, when it says Mishtha is Asur it's not a day to do fasting. These are typical things for holidays that were found. In, uh, in Megillah's time, as we learned about in the previous Masakta. And in regards to Purim, we have the other phrase of the Yom Toh. What does that mean? So the question assumes that there's some form of prohibition of activity on Purim. We don't do that. We'll see why we don't do this, why we don't keep this. It so says the Gemara, but again, in this phase, we assume it to be true. It says the Gemara, a quarter of the way down, a little bit less. Ella, Rebbe, bar Rebbe lived in, a, in an ear. Not in a village. Not in a village that would be uh, Yom Nisa, and not in Mukafchoma. That would be uh, done on the fifteenth or on Arab Shabbos. However, it would play out. Rebbe was a Bar Abesa. So he was a fourteenth, uh, a fourteenth person. That's when he should have lain, but he and he planted the sapling on the fifteenth. So no, no, big deal. Says the Gemara, that's not true. And we know this part. Rebbe lived in Tveria. Tveria says the Gemara. Yosho ben nun so he wasn't a 14th Jew. How could he have planted it on the 15th? He lived in Tveria. In Tveria, they planted, they, they laid the Megillah on the 15th. So that doesn't make sense. So therefore, the Gemara flips it and says, You're right that there is a prohibition of doing some kind of malacha. You're right. And how did he plant his sapling? Elra Rebi Barcha Mezar Havel. Be' sahabu. It was a 15th Jew, and he planted it on the 14th, and asks the Gemara a side question on the side question. Are we 100% sure that Tveria is a city that was Mukaf Choma, and therefore its day is the 15th of Adar to read the Megillah? Ah, we know that that he had read the Megillah on the 14th and on the 15th. Why? Because we weren't sure what day it was, so he read the Megillah on two days. The Gamora responds that don't worry. For he knew, and the Rebbe, Pshitale, Rebbe. So the Gemara answers the Chizkiya the Galei, It was in doubt for Chizkiya. However, the Rebbe Bchiptalei Rebbe knew the answer. Says the Gemara. Even if it was Pasha to Rebbe that that city was Mukav Chom, that area was Mukav Chom, the Even if that's true, Mishari would he be, Would he? Would he have been allowed to plant that sapling on the fourteenth? Not true. V'kusiv the time. And Miguel's time it writes as follows: As Yom Arba Asar. This Yom Kippur are both the 14th and the 15th Yome Puraya, Both of them are the days of Purim inun. inun they are the Those are days that you're not allowed to be mastered. So we see that that Purim really spans two days. Yom and what this Brysa and Miguel's times is doing is interconnecting the two days. Whatever's Asr on one is Asr on the other. So if you say that it's Asr to plant the sapling on any of the days, either the 14th or the 15th, it will be Asr on both. So even if it's clear to Rebbe that Tveria was a city that's Mukab so what? It's still prohibited to plant the sapling. Says so the Gemara. No, that b'risa from a Gila's time is the of a times. That was only true by his and fasting and on the 14th and 15th. Whatever the halacha was on one, it was on the other. When it comes to malacha, Yom echa that only applies to one day. And that is the day that you lain, whatever day that is. It says the gemara, is that true? We're, uh, halfway down on him. The base. Rav saw Particular man who was dropping flax seeds on Purimdin, and um, he was cursed. This person was cursed, and what he planted did not grow. Hmm. Says the Gemara, no, it, it's only one day, but he planted it on the wrong one day. So if he was a 15th or if he planted on the 15th, yeah and then, then you got the curse and then your flax is not going to grow. That was the one day he shouldn't have planted. He planted on the 15th. He should have planted on the 14th. But we really only hold that there's only one day of important. Says the Gemara, you could even say that he uh, planted it on his own day. That when people said when people were accepting upon themselves, they accepted upon themselves, but the actual malacha, they did not accept upon themselves. You can see a little dalid there on the word malacha and the phrase malacha. And this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch because we never accepted upon ourselves any restriction of malacha. So we know that the halacha is that we did not accept malacha upon ourselves. To meikara ksiv, initially the Pasuk quote in the Megillah, simcha umishtavi yomtov, three things, simcha, mishta, and yomtov, ul v'sof, ksiv only two of them. At the end, it says, la'asos usum, so mishta simcha, vi yomtov lo Even within the Megillah, we see that they were not going to accept them, accept um, malacha upon themselves. if that's true, that there was nothing that was done that's wrong, why did Rob curse that person's uh, flax? My time who Says the Gemara, that in his case, it was In that particular person's place, it was mutar to do malacha, but everyone had accepted upon themselves not to do malacha, and he was the guy who was rebelling. So Rob says, that's not right. If there's a minhag you we have to keep it. And if you if you think you're going to succeed in planting your flax on a day when there's a minhag, then not do malacha, you're wrong. However, upe'asre rab lo nahuk, but in the the Rebbe, excuse me, upe'asre the lo nahuk, In rabbi's uh, locale, there was no problem of doing malach the day. There was no minhag, and therefore, as the suya started on the bottom of the previous page, that he planted a sapling completely mutar, no is from whatsoever. Unless there's an otherwise stated minhag, there's no malachan the Gemara continues five lines before the wide lines on hand hey, Base. Some say, really, it's not true, really, it was a day of minhag for Isra Malacha, for Rebbe. However, no problem, the Rebbe, he was planting an Etieh Shal Simcha. We learned about this in the Sechus Tainus, and here's the repeat, it's not once one passes through a course of fast days and the rain has yet to start, as we learned about last Nasehda. So then once things reach a certain level of severity, we have to reduce our business interactions, but binyan and building, and planting for marriage. We learned that in connection with that Mishnah that said, when we talk about building, that's Talking about a binyan shal simcha netia netia shal simcha ezo binyan shal simcha, what's considered a building that is a building of simcha, ze abone bayes, base chasness of no building, a canopy for a child's wedding. Ezo hinetia shal simcha ze hanotea abvorneki shamlachin discussion about what this is a tree of some kind, maybe a small little gazebo, but basically that's considered a binyan shal simcha, and that would have been mutter even in a place where there was a minhag to not do malachanpur, either way, one way or the other, Rebbe got out of it and he was able to plant that sapling. The Gemara picks up on a line and we'll spend a little bit of time analyzing whether or not, um, whether what what city actually was Tveria called by Tanakh, we'll get through a bunch of Sukkim now, uh, to understand this a little bit a little bit better two lines before the wide two lines into the wide lines gufa karibitveria bear base of the we had already said that chizgia read the megilla on both the 14th and 15th of the month of adar because he wasn't exactly sure when um he wasn't exactly sure whether or not it was mukafoma the So me says the gemara umi the safkale milsa tferia was there any doubt whatsoever in regards to the city of Tveria? Vahaksim, how could there be any doubt in regards to the city of Tveria? After all, the Pasuk says, v'aremi v'sar hatzi dini mit ser reikas v'chineres. V'kaim Along the way we understand this Pasuk is v'reikas, that is, zo Tveria. The reason why we were in doubt wasn't wasn't because of the city itself, but because one of the sides of the city was a bank. It was a water bank. Tveria, as we know, is up against a body of water, up against the, the Kinneret. So Yahachi says to the Gemara, there's no suffix at all about the city of Tveria. I'm the Mesafili. We know that it's not considered a wall because in the halachos of about cities that will go back to their original owners in the times of Yovel, so we have a parameter about that not being a wall. It can't be a row, a row of houses, that doesn't count. And Saviv, what does the word Saviv um, mean when discussing Bate Arikhoma? We know for sure that that's not considered mukav homa, so there should have been no doubt by chizgiyah whatsoever about that day, says the Gemara, bad answer. Lenin batere homa. I agree that in regards to batere homa, in establishing how we would define a wall for the purpose of returning a city to its rightful owner in the Yovel year, you got it. But lenin That's just not so simple. We don't know exactly. Whether or not it's appropriately considered a wall or not for Megillah. And let's dig a little further. My my mukafam Mikra Megillah. How do we understand this? The unwalled cities and the walled cities. How do we look at them? Says the Gemara as follows. Do we say that Mishum dahani miklu, lo that since some are have opened walls of some sides of the city that are not open and some are not open, the high nami miglia. And this city, because it's still open, it's open to the water, because the, one of its walls was the bank of the Kinneret. So then the Kinneret is uh, going to make it so that that wall is not a wall. And therefore, we read the Megillah on the 14th. It's not Muka Odilma in Svarai could have applied another Way to look at the city of tveria Maybe Mishum That some city that's Mukafchoma is protected, and the city that is not Mukafchoma is not protected. But in this case, Baha Nani Megnia. But Tveria was protected because it had a wall everywhere but the water, and the water wasn't a common place for the enemies to join. And therefore, So the Gemara believes Tveria is a little bit unclear in regards to whether or not it was as it relates to but correct, in regards to Bate in, 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 in regards to the definition of a wall, as it relates to cities that go back to their owners during Yovel. you're absolutely right. It is not considered a home. Five lines, four lines from the bottom. Rabbi Ravasi read Megillah in the city of Hutsal. Ravasi read the Megillah on two days. Why? Because the Safkalay in Mukefes Chama Mimosia Shubin Ben Yeval wasn't sure if it was Mukaf Chama from the times of Yehoshua. And if could am right, some say a little bit differently. Amar Ravasi, Hutsal the base Ben Yamin, Hutsal which is in the Shivei Ben Yamin Mukefes Chama Mimosia Shubin. He said directly that it is. Okay, it's so not sure about Hutsal. And the bottom line, the Gemara tells us something a little bit about the childhood of Rabbi Yochanan. On our Rabbi Yochanan, ki when I was a little t'le, a small little lamb, when I was a young child, I mean, I had said something and I had asked it to some of the, uh, to some of the greats, turning to the top of kavasi, and it turned out that I was right. And what is it that he had learned? So he had learned that in the Pasuk that we spoke about on the previous page, that Hamas zut Hamas is Tveri, says the Gemara, if Tveri is the name of the city, why was it nicknamed Hamas in the Pasuk? Al Shumchamei Tveri, Chamei Tveri well-known, spoken about in the Sechah Shabs and many other places, about these very warm springs, very warm natural springs. And the Pasuk also speaks about a city called Rakas, and Rakas Utsipori, Lamanik Roshmo Rakas, Mishum Dimidliya Kirikta Dinaro, because it was raised off of a bank, and then the city was raised off the ground and it looked like the bank of, of a river. And Kineras, zuginosar. why was Kineras referred to as Kinosar? So it says the Gemara of Alamnik, or the Mitike Pira, kikala de Kineri, just very, very flavorful. fruit Fruits, I mean, we know the Pairos Kinosar are referenced throughout Chats as well. Amar Rava, Amar Rava says six lines down on Vavumarala, and he's going to laughed very late. Could anyone possibly say that Rakas is not a reference to Tveria? <laughs> when people would die in the city where Ravalit, <laughs> over there, here outside of uh, Eretz Israel, here's how they would be masked by the person. <laughs> he was a great person in the city of <laughs> Sheshach. Referencing, of course, someone who died in Tveria. So obviously, Tveria's rakes. We have a mindset that actually indicates as much says the Gemara, and continues the story when an Aram would go there, an Aram would go to Eretz Yisrael, the people who were Reckes, when people left from Tveria, take the people who live in the valley, when he died, there was a, a eulogizer, and he said as follows, Eretz Oy na la amra rakas ki abda klechem das rakas lost one of its klechemda, and that was a reference to people who lived there. So therefore, we see that rakas has to be rakas has to be tiferiya, not like Rav Yochanan said at the top of the page. Elam Rabbah chamas zo chamegrach chamas in the pasuk was not referring to tiferiya; I was talking about the the hot springs of Grach. Rakas, Zotveria, like this new recommendation is that Rakas is talking about Tveria because we saw all of the Hespedim were that way. We're referring to Tveria as rak- Rakas. And kineras, Zuki Nosar, and Bolamah, Nikolash, Shumar, Rakas. Why was Tveria referred to as Rakas? Mitzvos Because even though their lowliest people were filled with Rakas Keremot. Really, the city's name is not Tveria. Really, the same city's name is Rakas. Why was that city's name called Tveria? Sitting in the navel, belly button of Aretz the center of, the, not physically, but a, a central part of Aretz Rava Amar Rakas Shema, no, really the name of the city. Uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi. Shema. Yes, the name of the city was Rakas. But Why was it nicknamed Tveria? It says the Tova It has beautiful views. So Tveria, Tovra, Tovra. He was able to see good things. Next, another city to analyze. Amar we a third, about a third of the way down, four lines into the wide lines. Vokhemadav. Zira says Kidron. The city of Kidron referred to in the pasuk. And say for short and Zotziporti, Lamekroschmatziporti. Why was it called that way? Sheochem Bahar. b'har, Sheochem is baroshahar kitzipori. It's sitting on top of the mountain, much like a bird likes to perch itself on very high heights. Says the Gemara, Ketronziporti. Disagree. Kitron is not Zipori. For Ketron bechelkol shalsvulun havoy. It seems that Kitron was in the chel kol shalsvulun. To receive the pasuk says wasvulun lohori. He did not inherit it. Yoshevet Kitron it was not in his uh, shevet, but Tzipori was uh, sorry, Kitron was in the of, of Tzipori and we have to understand how to understand this possible Zvulun was upset Zvulun he was upset about the portions of Eretz Yisrael that he got um, he was complaining about this to Hashem why was Zvulun upset al oh, Naftali had received portions that were um, all fields. So once he saw that Naftali had received some of the fields, Omer is a ifnaya kodesh Come on, my brother, Nasata, You gave them fields and you gave them vineyards. grows, you gave me mountains. They got land and I got water. Who can live on water? What do you want me to do? Everybody needs you. There's a silver lining to where you live, and that is the trellis. The chilazon, of course, was a well-known small little mollusk that was used. Um, There was a little gland inside of it, and they would uh, extract liquid from it to help make the dye for chilazum. So you're sitting on a cash cow. You should enjoy what you have. Shouldn't the Mr Plus says Ami Mari Crow who sune tmune chol and tiny if sune is a chilazun. Tune is a taris Taris is that the waters had a lot of tuna fish in them. And chol, what what kind of sand was that? Zozuchuchislavana this was a white type of sand that turned into a glass when it was heated proper. Who is, there, who is here to tell me? Some of them, of course, explain that this is referring to the fact that anyone could take from any beach and, and make the sand and they can catch fish. He doesn't control every fish in the sea. It says, what does that mean? The passage is explained as follows. Anyone who takes anything from you without money. And says the Gemara, they will not benefit from it financially at all. So no one's going to no one's gonna benefit from stealing from you, so you don't have to worry too much about that. So says the Gemara, had it been that Kitron, it was Tzipori, the city of Tzipori. There's no way that he would have complained about it. So says the Gemara, would have been exactly what he would have wanted. There's no way that Kitron could be Tzipori. If you want to say that maybe Sepoli was lacking the famed Zavascha which is referred to animals that have a lot of milk and, and access to a lot of honey, I saw in Tzipori that there was a lot of these resources. 16 by 16 mil, that's a huge piece of property. And yet the implication, of course, it's uh, exaggerative. Um, but the point is that there was a lot of airs of Aschalevodvash, nothing to worry about, all as well that it wasn't as large as his brother's property. That's also not true. It was a huge piece of property. So therefore, that can't be the case either. It says the Gemara even if it were to have been true, that he would have had Sipori in his region he still would have complained he still would have been upset even though in and of itself it would have been ideal ideal but he was a farm guy he wanted many acres of property that was for him to grow things and that was not Sipori it was a residential area it was a metropolis there was a lot of people there. It says over there the uh, reference in the pasuk that he was on the, um, he that, that he went up into the field. Anyways, Shmami know the Gemara concludes that Kidron is in fact Tippuri. One more little sugya and then we will stop. Amar Rabbi Abba ve'ekron What does that pasuk mean? So Kesari bas Adam. It's Kesari, the daughter of Edom. She oshavas ben ha'cholos. yaseit she lived on the sand, the city by the sand, which is uh, Kaysaria, and it was a stronghold for the Yavanim during that time, uh, during that awful time for the Jewish people, one that we just celebrated victory from during Hanukkah. When the Beis Hashmonai won, they renamed it to uh, the stronghold of song. What does the pasuk mean when it reads? In that, pasuk, that they remove the dam, the blood from their mouth. Is that based This was a certain type of Avorazara. The disgusting parts that were in their teeth. What was that referring to? That was talking about Zebbase Galia Shalahem. That was talking about another type of Avodazara. And Sefer Zachariah continues, What did it mean that there were things that were left over that weren't Avodazara in, in this location in, the, in, in Sefer Zachariah? There were certain places that even though Jews were not in charge of the land at that time, but they still left over some of the shoals in Bate Medrash. And the Passover continues background see what does that mean? Elu teritarios the carcassios, these are theaters and these are circuses that over the course of time, the Jews will end up teaching Torah, they're lalame ben Torah Barabin. it's going to be huge, there's going to be people going to be teaching in stadium with, uh, you know, 20, 30,000 seats in them. Amir Bitzchak, Lashem, Zu the city of Leshem, it's a, a city in Shevet Dun, is the same uh, synonymous as the city of Pamayas, so Ekron And here we see the pasuk referenced again by Rabbi Yitzchak. It was metropolin and those was considered a metropolitan area for kings. We don't know what that means. A couple of shatim, Some say that a lot of kings ended up coming from there. And some say. That, uh, that the kings were built there. They weren't uh, necessarily only born there, but that's where they were established from. And we're going to stop right here. So uh, wishing you all a beautiful day.